How's it going, folks? Welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Today, I will be your host, Ian, two E's, Ghost of Ian, the paranormal activity. And with me, virtually. It doesn't sound as good unless Brendan does it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. I tried, at least. Um, but uh, with me virtually, to my right, we have with us one of the Earth's mightiest heroes, one of the smartest men on Earth, Mr. Fantastic himself, Brendan. How are you? Hey. Uh, <clears throat> I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Oh, 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 oh. good. I'm good. It's uh, a little hectic. I, it's Christmas time. It's getting busy at work. So, Very simply stressful. having a wonderful Christmas time. I uh, I had the worst case of heartburn that I've ever had last night when I was working. Uh, and I could not sleep for the life of me. So I'm running on about, uh, the only thing I've been able to keep down is muscle milk because it's very <laughs> neutral. So I'm on my, I'm on my third muscle milk of the day. I haven't eaten third in over 24 hours. Um, so I'm trying to get coffee down, but it burns really bad. Um, are you guys but, like Tum guys? Or are you guys like Mylanta guys or Pepto-Bismol guys? Um, once I realized that sleep wasn't an option for me, I downed like four capfuls of Tums or of Pepto-Bismol. And then I went out and I bought Tums. So I've been, I've been, uh, sucking on some Tums. I'm, uh, not a pussy ass bitch. So I just deal with it. Just deal with the heartburn. Uh, what about you, Kyle? What do you, what do you... Whoa, it's hard to follow up that one, but, uh, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a Tums guy myself, so gotcha. um, was never a fan of the liquid antacids, but, you know. Uh, Brennan, anything new you wanted to share with us? Any new watches, new reads, new yeah. writings, yeah. Yeah, scriptures, yeah, yeah. thoughts? Um, well, I read uh, Leviticus 12, 12, um, no, um, is that the Bible? <laughs> is, that even, is that even a thing? Leviticus um, is not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> I finally watched and can Hogwarts Bible. That book that talks. Or the, wait, that's a hat. <laughs> it's the hat that talks, and the yeah, book the is like the the monster. Yeah, the, 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 tries to eat him under the bed. Sounds like Max Five. Um, I finally watched uh, Incantation. Oh I, yeah, the Tony's. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on the 2022 horror movies that I haven't seen yet because I'm trying to put a list together for uh for my favorite uh horror of the year. Um I I really enjoyed Incantation. Uh Ian, you saw it, but Kyle, you did not, right? I did not. Um Ian, that that like uh the I'm trying to think of how to describe it without spoiling that that shot towards the end when she removes Talking about the caves. Yes, when she's in the cave and she removes the yeah the thing over the mirror that that looked so cool. Um, yeah, it's I, got some really good moments. Um, and I there's a lot that I liked about it, but I think overall it was very basic for the most part. I, I also watched it at like 1 a.m. in the dark after a few beers. So I, I think that kind of that uh, 
played into my um rating. Yeah, I think you give it like a four, maybe a heart. Yeah. A four and a heart, yeah. Four and a heart. Um a movie that I gave four and a half and a heart uh is called A Wounded Fawn. Um I would say hands down the best soundtrack in a horror movie for 2022. Oh, for uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this, right. hey, this, we got back to where we were. Where yeah. we're going at? Um, right. A little baited there, but uh, uh, right. I know that initially I gave Fresh a four and a heart. Um, after watching a Wounded Fawn, I went back and changed my score for Fresh to a two. Uh, a Wounded Fawn is everything that Fresh tried to be, and I did not realize that it failed at. Um, I was so enamored by by the the surface level intricacies of Fresh that when I saw a very similar story <clears throat> done better, I realized how actually kind of shitty of a movie Fresh was. That's happened to me a few times. Yeah, yeah, more than um, a few actually. But uh, so I one thousand percent recommend A Wounded Fond. It's like this weird avant garde experimental story about uh a serial killer art collector who only go who only tries to kill women in the art field hmm. um yeah it, it's pretty it reminds me of maniac um how that yeah. dude only killed like models right uh somewhat no, yes yeah. no, i think he's no i think he just scalped women Oh, just skeleton. It's just there's women in general. I don't think it was models necessarily. Yeah. So um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And the very last thing that I would be remiss to talk about is the latest uh, Benson and Moorhead movie. Um, I know that we've kind of brought them up quite a few times um, on this show. Um, their new movie, Something in the Dirt, is a mockumentary, uh, and it is primer for a new generation. Um, I think the amount of younger people who are going to see this movie, and I I think you guys can probably remember a controversial statement I made where I said that, um, you know, things like Halloween ends or Hellraiser or stuff, you know, a younger generation is going to see that and they might be inspired to go out and make, and make, you know, uh, horror. I think if the right, minds of of what's the kyle what's the generation after us z zoomers z the zoomers yeah if the right oh, yeah, and i are the same generation i keep forgetting about yeah that. i'm i'm right on the cusp of it though yeah um but i think that if the right zoomers see something in the dirt i think that the horror slash sci-fi um uh, films in the next 10 to 15 years are just going to be out of this fucking world, man. Um, something in the dirt. Well, I, I think I put it at seven or eight on my list of favorite films of the year. Um, I think it is, it is one of the most well-made films of the year. Nice. Mm. Very cool. Nice. I added it to my watch list after I saw your praise. So, Is it a short film or is it a feature? Oh, it is two hours, my friend. It is two hours. So it's like um, two features with the gotcha. run times lately, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I more of movies. Yeah, I, um, I, I tweeted I about it, and uh, um, I tweeted about it, 
and uh wait who was it someone someone uh followed me um you don't even know the guy uh i'm just he's in the movie i'm just making sure that he's the director co-director you want me to set it up no i was making sure justin benson followed me after i tweeted about it which was uh which i thought was pretty dope uh so it's probably the most famous person that i have following oh of course yeah but you know uh but that's all i got sounds like you had another eventful and flavorful media week um also joining us to my virtual left Mm-hmm. We got Kyle. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> With, okay. Um, uh, I've been uh, working a lot lately. Tis the season, guys. It's that time of year. Black Friday was not that bad, actually. Not that bad. I actually uh, enjoy it, though, because it's fun. And we have hundreds of people at the store. And it's just absolute chaos, which I kind of thrive on. Um, but uh, that being said, I haven't watched a lot of films. Um, I had a little bit of time um, during one of my evenings to kind of just chill out. So I watched one of my just like chill kind of happy movies, which is Garden State, which I enjoy quite a bit. Um, is that four stars in a heart? It's like. Yeah, directed by Zach Braff. I think written and directed by Zach Braff. Starring Zach Braff. Produced by Zach Braff. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's one of my comfort films, though. It's, it's one of the ones I go back to when I'm just in a very relaxed mood. And uh, uh, if you haven't seen it and you're in a drama slash coming of age, not even coming of age, but more just like exploring your mid-20s and like the transition from like not really being a kid anymore but like being an adult now and just like the changes you go through life and that kind of uh mental journey of trying to figure out like what to do next and if what you've already done matters and i don't know it's it's a very um deep movie but also um it's a very um like approachable movie too and it's got a great soundtrack it's got uh, my girl Natalie Portman, which is the celebrity love of my life, uh, for now, for forever, my all-time crush. And then, um, yeah, it's just a great movie. I love that movie. Movies uh, like so that I, don't get made anymore. Hmm? Wait, movies what? like that don't get made anymore. That's what Brandon said. I haven't. You know, it's funny that you say that because I like I really haven't seen a movie like that like i've seen a movie try to be that but i haven't seen a movie like actually execute it well enough like that since and that came out in 2004 <laughs> so that, that was self-funded by him right yeah i'm pretty sure it was like a passion project of his yeah so um yeah it's a it's a really great movie people are just trying to say play it safe now and make money or what yeah because did, did that movie get not did garden state get nominated for because I feel like a movie like that is Oscar bait. Like I want to say it did, but I don't remember. Um, I just remember it being very popular at the time for not only just like teeny boppers and like the kids my generation, because I was in high school when it came out, but even like early 20s and that kind of thing. Um, it was a pretty big deal. And he was still in Scrubs at that time, which was still popping in a really big deal as well. And um, Zach Braff was kind of like the um, underdog heartthrob 
back then. So um I don't know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a really great movie. And like yeah. the like dark humor in it and like the dry humor in it, I think just hits so well, which I think Zach Braff wrote um really well. And it's just I don't know. It's it's a movie that I uh personally just really, really enjoy. I'm actually surprised I don't own that movie. Um but I haven't seen it in so long that I was just like, I need to watch this again because I used to watch this all the time as a kid. Um, but and if you haven't seen up. it, oh, 100% holds up. Yeah. And I think that the themes it tackles are timeless. Like I said, just like everybody in their mid-20s goes through the things. I mean, the older you get, I think the like the mid-20s are the, like the ages you start to experience like people that you thought would never... I mean, if you're fortunate enough, people that you thought would like you would never lose like you lose and you know you start to see that age does um have an effect on not just your life but the people around you and uh, i think that's something that everyone goes through so i think that's something that like i think that movie will always be timeless for those themes because i mean it's it's a never-ending cycle (laughs) but um i'm depressed now jesus so it's a pretty good movie huh um (laughs) And now he and now he's married to Florence Pugh, so it all worked out for him. And now and now he's married. Is he? To Pugh. Yeah. Or, or they're dating one of the two. I don't think it should be depressing. I think it's something that's. Uh, I mean, it's it, it is what it is. Some kind of self discovery movie that I uh, need to watch from it, from hearing your synopsis and your review right now. I mean, it's a pretty indie film, so don't go in expecting like something super gnar. But like, I would say it would be like an A24 movie before it was an A24 movie kind of thing. For sure. I love, I love how that's like a, a it's, its own genre nowadays. Well, it kind of yeah. is. I mean, yeah. if you think about it. Did you put out very specific type of films? Yeah, like when you go in to watch an A24 movie, you kind of know what you're going to... Yeah. At least kind you're of... preparing yeah. yourself for an A24 movie, I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not going to be fun. No. It's going to be uh, an, experience. an experience. But on a light, no, or but on a lighter note, it is very heartwarming, and uh, it's a touching movie with good humor. And uh, I'm a really big fan of dramas, um, especially ones that um, touch on those kind of things. So, uh, aside from that, I am prepping myself for a Superman extravaganza, and uh, I have not read any Superman comics except for the Death of Superman, uh, and I've read oh, King of Come along. <laughs> spoilers and i read kingdom come a really long time ago but i kind of forgot it it was like junior high days or high school days so i purchased kingdom come again because that's like a very big deal comic in the dc world um and then i purchased one that sounded really interesting it's called all-star superman and it's basically a series of um tr- uh, trade backs into one kind of volume thing where it's uh, Superman only has one year to live. And so he's, it's his last year on Earth and how he kind of spends it. And it, that, that, that concept was really intriguing to me. So um, I picked that up. I wonder and how then, that ends. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, and then finally, it is a crazy holiday season for games, guys. So um, I did... Uh, I'm continuing my journey on God of War Ragnarok, and my uh, point of view on that game has changed uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, it is... <laughs> it's amazing. It's outstanding. Uh, it is one of the 
most well-written forms of media in the long time that I've experienced. And uh, I highly encourage that if you are into games, check it out. You don't need to play the other God of Wars to experience it, but I would highly recommend going back if you're into games and have the time to experience those to do it. Um, and then I'm also just looking forward to the Callisto Protocol, which is the new game made by the Dead Space developer, which is supposed to be one of the scariest horror games of all time. And it's banned from Japan for the uh, gore that is in the game now, which is kind of insane. It. Yeah, like it's so gory that is Japan banned it. That's what I thought, right? Are, um, uh, are you going to pay the extra 20 bucks to get uh the cuz have you been reading about how they put uh story beats for the Callisto protocol behind a paywall not story beats they put but, kill animations and stuff i heard well yeah and the other thing that i was reading was there's uh there's one specific story beat um that is going to be behind a paywall so like, i think he corrected that um he came out on twitter publicly <laughs> and said that there are no, um, they're not in development for any kind of add on content for story stuff yet because everybody was, um, actually like riled up about that, that people would have to pay extra when right, the right game's so. coming out. Yeah. But he, he actually went back and corrected that. So the story beat stuff is not true. Okay. Um, at least per what he said. I don't know. I haven't read too far into it. I just know what, um, like the comments that were going around. But he said that, um, no additional story stuff has been made yet. And when it does, it won't release for months afterwards and it will be, you know, future DLC. So, but if it was theoretically that, if that was the case, no, I wouldn't pay extra for it. Um, I would just purchase the game and then, and kind of go from there. Play but I'm very, very excited for that game. Nice. So, Ian, what have you been up to? uh astounded great Kyle all that um I wish you posted um your reviews for some Batman comics that would have been cool um but we'll get to your uh, Superman um <laughs> but uh <coughs> the one that you showed me uh the one that you posted uh the death of Superman looked looked pretty good yeah no, I, I wish she's died but um <clears throat> I have the volume back from 94 and then, or it might've been 96. I have like m my original volume book that I got back in like 94, 96. It's that old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I bought it. Well, I, I remember which mall I bought it in, but it was so long ago. I forgot the name. I think it was, fuck. well, yeah, no, but in Arizona. Uh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, it was yeah. in California. Gotcha. Yeah. But if you are excited for the Court of Owl stuff, you should definitely check that out because yes. um, the Court of Owl stuff is really cool. And also, um, I know you're not going to play the game, but Gotham Knights, uh, the Court of Owls, is, it's like all about that. So, so oh, Gotham Knights. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I didn't really like, um, uh, what did I play? Arkham Asylum? Yeah, the probably one of the best games ever made. Yeah, I didn't really like it too much. Um, <laughs> Wait, you so you only played Arkham Asylum? I played, like, played like two hours, an hour or two hours. Yeah, hour, uh, two hours. and it. I just wanted more open world. I want to be like roaming the scaffoldings of of the buildings in Gotham. I want to be like picking up side quests and like doing Arkham that Knight. sort of thing. Arkham Knight, man, just skip just skip Arkham Knight then. I mean, yeah, Ar those games Arkham Knight's my be. favorite. Arkham Knight is probably my favorite too, honestly. But um, I mean, it just the story progression is just. <clears throat> I don't care about that story shit, Kyle. Yeah, I play but, video games for the gameplay. 
I skipped the I skipped them cutscenes. That's fair. Then I used to skip cutscenes. Damn, play really didn't care about story. Don't play God of War Ragnarok. That'll be boring as hell. Do not play God of War Ragnarok, please. Um. What have I been up to? Um, not a whole lot of uh, movies, or I, I've just been doing rewatches. I'm going to start um, my Christmas stuff. I'm going to go through the like 70s stop motion uh, animation films. So, like, okay, Brent, Brent doesn't like them. Um, no. That's fair. They are very, they are very old and unattractive, but um, I do like some of the songs, and it's probably they're they're probably some of my favorite um, and most nostalgic uh, movies. Um, watched them almost every year with my with my dad and um yeah i'm very nostalgic for him That's yeah Kyle. highly okay. agree on the unattractive comment um <laughs> they're not unattractive at all but go ahead that's all i'd say uh you disagree with that comment or you agree i do not agree that they're unattractive like no. stock motion shit in the 70s that shit's cool as hell oh see i agree with ian i think it's very unattractive i don't i like it i think mostly Due to nostalgia, but um, I can see how someone wouldn't like it, especially my age. It's very old. It's gritty. Um, some of the themes are very old and outdated, um, and the voice acting as well. Well, I'm not but talking about the themes and shit, or if it's covering like deep metaphorical things. So I'm just <laughs> saying, like the actual stock motion. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love stop motion, so I, yeah, I think it's I think yeah. it's amazing. Um, yeah, and pre-revolutionary. Um, very but uh my favorite being um a year without santa claus that has the most bangers um and song song wise um heat miser um and freeze meister i mean it doesn't get better than that and then the year without santa claus song that's so good um frosty the snowman <clears throat> really good uh can't wait for that one and then i'm gonna i think i'm just gonna i'm gonna go christmas i didn't go christmas last year uh, I'm, I'm going to do Christmas this year. I'm going to go Jack Frost. I'm going to watch the Santa Clauses, which are the best Christmas movies of all time. One is. Um, hmm? One is. Uh? One is. And two. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, bro. Doesn't Dude, get better. The first, one, the first one's good. Doesn't get better. The um, and then Die Hard. I'm going to do Die Hard on Christmas Day, hopefully. Because that's a Christmas movie. Oh, I love that Christmas movie. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Um, Jack Frost 2, Michael Keaton. That one really hits. It shouldn't because I don't have a dead dad, but um, yeah, just it's emotional. You have anything? I got two if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> my God. Too soon? Not I knew soon saying it that something. <laughs> Something would come out of Kyle's mouth. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, other than that, um, I'm going, I'm reading Gantz, Gantz the manga. Finish the anime, onto the manga. The manga is a ten out of ten. It's super fun, super creative, super deep. It's it's as deep as you want it to be. Um, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. That's what she said. I know. Um, it's amazing. It's yeah. It's it's probably going to be my favorite manga up until I read something better. But um, up until now, that is it's it's just fantastic. Everything about it right now. Or I just finished uh, kind of like a uh, mission where it was uh, they introduced two characters that were David Cronenberg scanners, 
and they were fighting dinosaurs. So it was, uh, yeah, it's just super fun to read. Um, I love it. And it's taking over my life right now. And are you uh, crying right now? (laughs) 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 It was the dead dad thing. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, is, isn't there uh, a film or a TV adaptation of, so there are a couple films. I'm not going to check them out yet because um, they are a part of arcs that uh, I'm not um, yet there in the, in the manga series. Um, I know Gantz O or Gantz Zero. That one's on Netflix. That's uh, the one that really I'm really great. Um, but I'm not quite there. Not okay. quite there. Um, but I'm going to watch those movies after the manga. And I already watched the anime and I was reading it simultaneously with the manga. <laughs> Did I talk about this last time? I don't think so. Oh, I just well, I think um, you've just been talking about it in Discord, which is why I was familiar with seeing my, it. My eyes usually glaze over when it's your party. So. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, I think you would actually really like it, Kyle. I think um I think you it, you would really like it. No, Gantz um, is pretty old and I have seen one of the films show something back in the day. I do not remember it, so don't try to ask me about something from it. But yeah. I do remember watching something from it back in the day. Yeah, it had a 2004 anime, and um, it stops being an adaptation of the manga episode 22, um, and then it just creates its own ending because I guess the creators knew it was going to end. Um, but uh, the ending's pretty dog water uh, for the anime. Um, but those, up until then, and then the manga, like right after that, it just, everything starts ramping up, and the character development and for the main character uh kato it's it's i just love it i love it love it that's and i use that strong 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 word holy stutter i'm sorry kyle no offense um jesus that's it for me you're you're coming for his throat today (laughs) jesus my speech impediment and my dead fathers all in one episode i wonder what it'll be next (laughs) Episodes just getting started. Um, <clears throat> today, we're not covering Gantz. We're not covering Kyle's Dead Dads. We're not covering Brendan's Festival Watches. We're covering the 2015 film, Compass, <laughs> directed by Michael Daughtry? Daughtry. Doherty. 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 Thank you, Brendan. Um, who has uh, more films uh, that we've covered? Uh, Trick or Treat. And he did Godzilla King of the Monsters, which I think is the most ass movie I've ever seen in my life. But um, he did it and he wrote it. And I think it's the worst writing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but this <laughs> movie, Krumpus. <laughs> did you great? call it Krumpus? He called it Krumpus. <laughs> what? Uh, what? You, you, so you said that Godzilla has worse writing than this movie? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Some of the worst writing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and he wrote that. So um kind of weird did he write um trick or treat yes he did well because didn't uh, didn't the two guys that wrote krumpus with him didn't they also write the godzilla movie or was that only him i know simon barrett and um was it simon barrett no it was definitely um your next director adam wingard adam wingard he did the godzilla versus kong movie I know, but the the Godzilla movie or the, the King Kong movie that Michael Doherty did 
was that solely written by him or was that written by the two other guys that wrote Crumpus with him? Because I know at the very least... Him, Max, Borstein, and Zach Shields. Okay, yeah, I think that's the guys that wrote Crumpus as well. So they can all take the blame for that one. Really dropped the ball on that one. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Fucking terrible film. Uh, But Crumpus um, came out in 2015 with a budget of $15 million and the box office of $61.5 million. Uh, came out in December 4th, 2015, uh, starring Adam Scott, Tony Collette, um, David Krockner, Kirchner, Kirchner, man, terrible. terrible. Um, and let me look up Omi's name real quick. Cause she is the real, the real OG of it. Uh, Christina Sadler. Um, I think I'm going to go with Kyle first. Kyle, where did you watch it? Would you add it to your collection? And give me your thoughts. I watched it on Peacock, and uh, it's my first time watching it. <clears throat> when I think of Christmas, I don't usually think of horror, which is going to sound ridiculous to our audience, but it's true. Um, my favorite uh, holiday movies, which I generally watch every year, is uh, Jingle All the Way is definitely one of them. Um, and then I usually watch Home Alone, the first one. Uh, but uh, I don't really have any horror holiday movies in my rotation, unfortunately. Would this be now added to the holiday horror rotation? The answer is no. But um, I I had fun with the last act of the movie. I thought the third act was really fun. Um, I think what this movie suffers from the most, which is no fault of its own, is that it's not an 80s movie. And uh, what I mean by that is I think that this movie with like Muppets and practical effects and like almost like a gizmo, like that, like Jim Henson shit, I think would look really cool with this movie and fit a lot better. Um, I'm also not a big fan of 90% of a movie that's filmed in the dark. Like it's all dark scenes. And unless you're in a dark room, you're not going to be able to see half the movie. Um, not a fan of that either, but, um, the, the last act was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, it just took a little too long to ramp up for me. And, uh, I would not add this to my collection. Thank you for your thoughts. Uh, Kyle with a K Brendan. You're welcome. Mr. Fantastic. Um, so I own it. I did not realize that I owned it. Uh, I I knew I thought that I might have had a physical copy. I don't know when I bought it. I don't know why I bought it because I've, I don't think I've ever actually watched it before. Um, or if I did, I turned it off. Uh, so I don't like Christmas. Christmas is not my thing. Um, I do not feel... The seasonal See, joy. I would have started with this. I would have started with... Let's talk about Christmas for a second. Brennan, why do you hate Christmas? Uh, well, first of all, because we no longer have Christ in Christmas, okay? Uh, <clears throat> once there's been this, this faux separation of church and state, and you can't say Merry Christmas to anyone. You have to say Happy Holidays. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I just... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just not a, a, a big holiday person. Not not into Thanksgiving, not really into Christmas, not into New Year's. It's just 
I'm a Jew. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have read that out loud. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not my thing. Uh, Christmas <laughs> horror movies aren't really my thing. I don't find them enjoyable. Uh, this movie's pretty highly rated, I think, on Letterboxd. I think it has like a 3.5, right? I think like a 3, just on the dot. Oh, okay. Um, it, it has a good cast, but I just find this movie so fucking annoying. Like, and it it plays into that whole trope of, oh God, the family's coming over again for the holidays. It's like what Christmas Vacation, I think, is a good example of how you can have the types of characters that you fucking hate, but it works because it's actually funny. This is just painfully annoying. Um, I enjoyed the trailers that played before this movie way more then I actually enjoyed this movie itself. And can I just real quick tell you what the trailers were? Yeah. Um, on the disc. I love trailers. All right. So we have the trailer for The Suicide Forest. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yikes. Mm, heard it's um, really bad. And then we have the That's trailer. Awesome. Then we have the trailer for The Boy. Heard That's it was a good. Matter. There's yeah. a spoiler in it. I don't want to know. I haven't seen it yet. It's about a boy. Spoilers. It's um, about a boy. <laughs> uh, then we have a trailer for Hail Caesar. Not the best Coen Brothers movie, but definitely not that the in, worst. Saw that in theaters. George Clooney. I, I thought it was all right. I like the, the 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 Chaming Tatum uh, tap dance scene. That's fun. Uh, yes. Then we have Ride Along with Ice. Ice. Get it right. And Get it right. Kevin Hart. It's got the Ice Man and Kevin Hart. The Iceman. Very safe. Very, Very safe. Um, safe. <laughs> and then the final trailer before Crumpus is Kindergarten Cop 2 with Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Um, Interesting. Is that a newer movie? It's that new? Yeah. 2015? I didn't know that. It looks terrible. Um, this time it is a tumor. Uh, <laughs> or wait, or no, is that from Jingle on his face? Is that what it looks like? That? It's a tumor. It's not a it, tumor. It, that's not from a Kindergarten tumor. Cop, right? It's definitely from Kindergarten Cop. Okay. Yes, I got the reference. He yells it at the kids. He's like, it's not a tumor. Um, like it. no, that was, that was it's good. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'll keep my disc. I'm not going to th- throw it away because I paid probably five bucks for it at FYE or something. Uh, but I'll probably never watch it again. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so. Uh, I watched this. Bringing it back. Hashtag. Uh, we're Brennan. We're, oh, Kyle, where did you? Peacock. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Peacock too. Yeah, I watched it. Peacock. Um, that's that jokes. Saying. That jokes old now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just say you stole it and we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, just yeah. I, yeah, I didn't. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, but hashtag saw this in theaters originally. Um, so it. I was uh, in high school around this time. Uh, it would have been my second year of German. Um, and uh, we already learned about Compass. And um, it was cool. I got to watch it with a, a German foreign exchange student uh, that we had for a year. Um, what was her name? Her name was Antonia. I probably shouldn't have said that, actually. <laughs> Mitch, can, can you please believe that? It's like you said her last name. Just what was her last name? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was um, it was a cool experience. I got to watch it with the German. So um, 
and that, is that a flex? That's, that's not a Brendan flex. Um, but after the movie, I thought it was okay. I was kind of comparing it to the to the folklore and um, didn't really. I thought the movie was fine. I thought the movie was fine. Didn't really think too much of it. I was just mainly trying to make the comparisons to uh, the the folklore that I like just learned about in in school. Um, <clears throat> I would not add this to my collection, though I do think it has its place in the world, and I am glad it exists. And I, it, it's not a movie that I've thought about too much, and I wouldn't watch it. <clears throat> I mean, I'd probably watch it again, but uh, it, it would be another like seven years. Um, so th- those are my thoughts about it. Um, I was going to mention this afterwards, but uh, Brendan, you don't like Christmas. Kyle, do you like Christmas? Yes. Christmas guy? Yeah, I like Christmas. Um, go ahead and start with Brendan, actually, first, because I have a he long... He went through his whole... Long, long, well, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Where do I begin? Christmas, 1994. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I like Christmas. Um, not as much, obviously, as as when I was a kid. I guess I had a very um, good upbringing around Christmas time, and I had a very chill, um, happy um, holiday experience uh, for the most part every year. So for me, um, it's something I remember fondly. So when Christmas comes around... It's very nostalgic driven. Um, the like there was a big chunk of my twenties where I lived completely away from my family in a, like another state and stuff. So there was a lot of Christmases I spent alone, and a lot of that magic went away. Um, but um, I still remember how good it was when I was a child. So um, now that I've gotten older, I kind of like to celebrate those memories more than you know. I take in the good, not the bad. So yeah, Brennan. Uh, I'm ju- I'm just gonna put a caveat in there because I know my mom's gonna hear that and think and and feel bad about it. Um, I also had a very wonderful upbringing on my mother's side, Christmas wise. Um, obviously, it was ingrained into us that Christmas is not about presents; it's about being there with family and loved ones and making new memories and uh, and you know just sitting down having dinner together, just being present at that time together. Um, but also, you know, I, every like, you know, fucking Nerf gun or, uh, connects roller coaster that I asked for, I, I would get. So, so mom, if you're listening to this, you gave me a wonderful, wonderful Christmas as growing up. So please don't be upset. Brendan's like, Brendan, I know it's not about presents, but yo, the fucking <laughs> gifts I got on Christmas were lit. Dude, the, <laughs> the connects roller coaster. My stepdad spent, I think two months like every hour before he would go to bed he would work on it more and more and more and we fucking kept that shit up in our basement for like five years what's the um ian what's the most memorable present you ever got um it doesn't have to be big obviously just the one that you were super stoked to get remember super stoked to get um I loved getting Legos. That was probably my favorite thing of all time. Uh, and then like building the Lego set, like all of my sets that I had that night. Um, so I would have nothing to do after that. Um, and I just like to build them. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even like to um, play with them anymore. I just built them, put them on a shelf. That was it. 
But uh, my favorite one of all time was probably my copy of uh, Coraline. And it was a DVD copy and it had a 3D um, on the other side of the disc. And it came with uh, some glasses and um, it was very unexpected. I loved the movie and um, I, but I didn't ever think I would like own it. And I didn't think that was like possible at that time. So um, yeah, getting that was um, very, very memorable. Do you have one, Brendan? Uh, I I have two. Uh, one of them was the year my brother Zach and I got gas-powered scooters together. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's just fucking dope. Uh, we had we had uh, we got stickers made that because I'm Brendan, he's Zach, um, and the stickers said uh, uh, "BZ Gang" on it. And we we were, we were the fucking Crockpot or whatever they say. Um, and uh, the other thing that my mom immediately took away after hearing uh, two minutes of it was uh, the Tenacious D Pick of Destiny Deluxe Edition CD that nice. came with the Pick of Destiny. Um, I played it in the kitchen while she was making uh, Christmas dinner. Naturally. And uh, a minute and a half into Kickapoo, she was like, nope, that's enough. <laughs> You'd be like, well, you got it for me. So you <laughs> Here it is. Dude, what, about, my, what about you? My most memorable gift was a gas-powered scooter. I'm not kidding. I'm Dude, when I was 13, I got, or 12 or 13, I got that shit. And it was like such a liberating experience. Mm-hmm. I actually like teared up when I got it. I was so stoked because this thing was before like, like now you could buy scooters at the store and shit and they go like fucking yeah. 35 miles an hour. It's like, like it, it, it's a common thing. But back then, like this was before e-scooters. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a razor scooter and then there was the gas powered scooter. Like those are the difference. One you pedaled around everywhere, which I also had, but then this thing seriously went like 30 miles an hour and (laughs) dude, no joke, man, it hauled ass, but it was so liberating because having it in California as like a 12 to 13 year old kid, I would ride myself to blockbuster. I would ride myself to game stores. I would ride like, I was like, it was I never had to ask to get driven anywhere anymore. Like it was, I could just, mom, I'm going here later. Like I, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, uh, I was very stoked to get that skit. Wow. Hell yeah. Um, did you guys have like dysfunctional families like Brennan brought up, uh, in the movie? Like dysfunctional kind of like oddball type families that uh get together during the holidays the more i've gotten older the more i realize that this is an ongoing theme that kind of uh crosses a lot of people's paths more than than i originally thought i think when i was a lot younger i was more naive and i didn't see the hatred between certain family members because they were good at hiding it or they were trying to keep it away from the kids as to like not showing that they really had beef with each other but yeah definitely um getting older now and hearing my mom's stories kind of unfiltered now that i'm a little older and she knows i could understand and take it uh we definitely had a few family members where when they came over my parents were like fuck Fuck, uncle, this person's here, you know, and in the, oh, God. Okay, well, watch what you say, watch what you do, kind of keep in mind, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I think, like, like it wasn't to the extreme of, like, 
fights and stuff like that. But it was more just like the simple things that you do, like be overly nice or get out of your comfort zone more than you have to in order to accommodate somebody that you're hosting. So, On uh, on my mom's side, no. On my father's side, they were all drunk, racist assholes who would verbally and physically assault my grandmother. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's a whole fucking basket of worms is that what they say it's a basket of worms sure whatever they say um yeah but i i think that the way that it's kind of blown out into proportion like it is in this movie i i feel like that's a little bit too the the conflicts between the two families in this i think is a little overwritten and it's way too on the nose because you have the fucking the low class Republican family coming to spend the weekend with the the rich snobby Democrats. Like, I, it's so fucking overplayed. I think. Realistic though. Like, like that's a scenario that I think's uh, more probable of happening. Even though I agree with you, it is very like on the nose, hundred percent. But like, I think that's probably more common to happen. Like, than. Like back in the '90s, when like a Pauly Shore movie, where like half of the half of the extended family would be like Amish cowboys, and the other half would be like <laughs> just something random like that, just like city folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. City boys. Um, so you guys did not like the first half of this movie, then? Oh, I, I was beyond pissed off. But like beyond, you hated. I I find it so. I find it so weird that Max, who's probably between the ages of eight and ten at this point, maybe even eleven, um, it's like he's so weirdly into Christmas. There's a lot of kids like that. Well, he's playing that trope. I I know, but I'm just saying, like that character is so so fucking into it. Like he he gets into a fight. At the mall because someone says Santa isn't real. Because that fucking like, Jew boy said it. Am I right? <laughs> everyone? Ian's Jewish. Ian's Jewish. Everyone. <laughs> Genetically, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Ian, how do you feel that Kanye doesn't like you? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, do you think maybe that the fight was just pent up anger for all the? problems that the families were having at home and he, he just let it all out because he wanted it to go back to the way it used to be and it was less about not you know them not believing in christmas or santa claus the moment that i did like was when uh one of the oh nice <laughs> um that's me what? <laughs> i like that i like that little, uh, video guy video guy um the moment I like was when the cousins were reading his um, letter out loud at the table, and it was kind of spelling out what the problems were with each of the families and uh, every person at the table. And it was it was very uh, generic, and like we've seen it a million times in, in uh, Christmas movies, but it always gets me. I I don't know. Um, I liked how real it was, and. Um, yeah, I guess you could say it's pretty basic, but I, I liked that moment, and it, it it made it feel more like a Christmas film. Can you go into more detail on why that moment like kind of gets you? Um, it, it being as generic you say as it is, I think it goes a little deeper than that. 
Yeah, I never really asked for anything during Christmas time, so I was very surprised for any gift that I got, whether it be a rock or a fucking Nintendo DS. Um, so the main things I would just ask for were, I mean, I, I don't know, this is just me, but I, I, you could open up your feelings. I, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I related quite heavily to uh, to what's his name, Max, mm-hmm. Maxi Pad, Maxi Pad, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I just related quite a bit to him and, um, not good about opening up my feelings. So Brendan, take it away. I just, I just find that, that, that scene. Good content. Go ahead. <laughs> if we can get you to cry. Um, <laughs> it's just, I, I find that scene so unbelievably frustrating and not in a way that it moves the plot or the story forward because uh, if i were in a situation if i if i was in max's shoes and i was at a family dinner and i had a note for santa that i didn't mail out already by the way like come on it's fucking christmas Christmas tomorrow right yeah Yeah. come on no 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 like the 23rd i think Oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, you, they said they have three more days to deal with it. 23rd or 23rd, yeah. You, st- you got to get that letter to Santa, bro. What the fuck are you? You're in love with Santa, man. You should know that you have to get it out like a week before so that those little uh, Chinese know. elves can build the, the toys. kids don't think of that shit. <laughs> Chinese um, elves. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chinese elves. Uh, but like when when the twin girls take his letter and start reading it and Max is basically like screaming and crying, the fact that Tony Collette or Adam Scott don't stand up and rip that fucking letter out of those little dumb bitches hands and slap the shit out of them, my fucking st- my stepdad or my mom would never let that fucking shit happen. And it pisses me off so much that the parents just sit by while David Kirkner and in, in the 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 dumbass woman that he's married to they just sit there and laugh while adam scott's like hey now come on guys this isn't very good parks and rec that was a good impression (laughs) (laughs) brendan where'd you go um i do have a question brendan do you believe that the north pole is in china uh no but i think that at this uh santa probably outsources probably about 75 percent of his work (laughs) (laughs) I, i feel like that's pretty accurate I feel like that's pretty accurate. Um, I, I feel like uh, in, instead of the the suicide nets, like like are outside of the Apple factory, I think it's just like uh, tinsel suicide nets. Yeah. Aww. Did you guys get a very? Uh, did you guys get a Christmas vibe from this film? Other than being set in Christmas time, <clears throat> did it bring? Did it bring? It's it's still November for when we're recording this, but uh, no, it's not. Uh, this is landing in December. This is, this is December, we're in the December. week one of December. But, yeah, we're um, in December right now. Did it kickstart your Christmas time, your holidays? Sure. Kyle. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, and let me tell you why. Um, I feel like that Die Hard is an action movie set on Christmas as to where this is actually a home invasion movie set, <laughs> set on, on Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> so it's not really a Christmas movie to me. It it didn't feel like a Christmas movie. It just feel like it happened to be set on Christmas. Just like Die Hard doesn't feel like a Christmas movie to me. It just happens to be set on Christmas. But um no, it didn't jumpstart anything, unfortunately. But uh yeah. 
I think we're going to agree to disagree on that diehard opinion, but um, Brendan did a kickstart your love for um, Christmas time. Uh, Christmas for me doesn't start until I watch the uh, Christmas episodes of community. Um, So no, mm-hmm. which there is a, uh, a stop motion, uh, Ep- uh, oh, one yeah, of the yeah, one, one of the Christmas it. episodes is stop motion that reminds me of one of the movies you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this movie is about Compass, um, the Eastern Central European folklore. Are you guys familiar with the character? No, no I am not. From American Dad, a little bit, but I would assume that the American Dad character is highly exaggerated. So I only know about Germany, but I'll tell you what I know. Uh, Compass is the character made for the Ying to St. Nick's Yang, um, the good to the bad. Uh, this, <laughs> this character is made to um, make children behave. Um, it is anti-misbehavior, Compass, and um, they have celebrations in Germany, Deutschland, um, uh, festivals to warn off Compass. And it's pretty terrifying. Uh, it's a bunch of people, Kyle, with a K. Did you write Yin to St. Nick's Yang, or did you read that from somewhere? I, I, I didn't write it down. I just said it right now. But I saw oh, the flag in the back. Yeah, no. from your head? Yeah. Okay, that was like pretty that. good. Yeah, no, I like it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but uh, they flood the streets, the sidewalks. People do. And then... Uh, other strangers dressed in compass outfits uh they will usually be drunk because it, it is tradition to um feed the compasses um peach schnapps um they will usually be usually be drunk uh samaritans going around terrifying children and uh foreigners especially foreigners they will chase down people blocks uh just to scare them it is a pretty frightening time for uh, foreigners and children like in Germany. <laughs> I, that I could do. In December. <laughs> going for a while. Being, being chased down in Germany by someone yelling Aachen, Aachen, uh, probably brings back some bad memories for a few people. Yeah. Um, and it goes to the ex- extinction of these people um, entering your homes and um, like being on the streets. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Just being, just imagine being like a foreigner in Germany around this time. The snow is falling. You're hearing, you're hearing lovely German women and males, six foot plus, blonde hair, blue eyes, healthy. Even though they smoke and drink every single day, they go on hikes a lot. Uh, the food, the food. Oh my god, the fresh smell of of of, of ovens. Um, of Again, Ian's Jewish, guys. You can't get mad. <laughs> Jesus, he's just uh, a bread and <laughs> Of bread and ovens. Um, and, uh, 6,000 loaves of bread have been baked. <laughs> oh my god. Or, I meant 6 million. Schnitzel mit Krabi und eins Bier. Bitte. Ja, bitte. What the fuck is going on? I think I had a stroke. Kyle, Kyle, are you still here? I can't see for some reason. Love it. And you're just you go out shopping for for your for your girlfriend at the time, and you just see 
seven, seven corpuses on the streets <laughs> while you're doing your your uh, your shopping is uh, is that a frightening picture for you guys? Does does Germany have what a stand you, your ground law? That I just laid out. What'd you say, Brendan? Does Germany have a stand your ground law? Uh, <laughs> I don't believe so. I think they're just naturally tough. They don't uh, need guns. Oh my god! I I want to go to this now. Ian. Sounds terrifying. Yeah. You sounds, sold it. Sold it. Sounds terrifying. So yeah. what I was trying to get at was um, Compass. <laughs> the myth behind him. He um come. He he um takes away. Talking about. I forgot what we were talking about. He takes away misbehaving children, and the the lore states he will he will take them either if they're like. If they're kind of bad, he'll just whip them like with a with a whip. Um, and if they're really bad, he will take them into the underworld and mutilate them, torture, drown, kill, whatever he needs to do. Um, but that does he the... does he are any of them? Oh, um, I don't know. It's not said in the in the lore, but um, I wouldn't put it on these he's, he's he's a pretty mean, mean guy, um, especially like. Filled with peach schnapps, he's anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen. Uh, brings the whole all the horns out. Um, but uh, what'd you guys think of Krampus in the film? <laughs> I think this is my favorite episode that we've recorded in a long time. Uh, Brendan, it's a bit time. of a of a lead up there, but um, what would you guys think of the design for Krampus? Um, did you think he was scary? Did you did any of that um, make him more relevant to you as a character, Brennan? Uh, so I I don't know who who created the character, um, or who who did you know like the the practicals for I feel I feel I feel like it was someone important in horror that did it, but I can't remember. I know um, the practicals were done in the Peter Jackson's warehouse something, oh, okay. whatever it is. Okay. Um, yeah. But um, the practicals looked fantastic. It's just the, like, sure, he's big and, I guess, scary, and um, I, I can appreciate his size and stature and how he lords over everybody but uh, the big thing for me is his face is so static. His face doesn't, the only time his face moves is when they cut away and then they cut back to him and then they put a new fucking mask on him. It it felt very, very, uh, fake. I, I think so. I, I do, I do not think that they, that they did a, a great job at selling the character. So uh, would you I, rather I, him be CGI? No, but I mean, put a fucking or a mask better on. made. Yeah, like if if there was a mask that was molded, maybe like to his lips, or like uh, his, uh, you know, a snout that like as he as he breathes, the like, you know, there's air coming out, or j- just something more than what what we got. Almost like if like Jim Henson era kind of yeah. did him right. Yeah. Oh my god, it's almost like you said that. <laughs> So what was different about that character or the, the guy behind the uh, Krampus, um, he actually, his face wasn't in the mask. It was, uh, it was his hand and he was looking at, um, looking out through the mask, through a, uh, a screen. And he was like up in the, the hunch, up in the, the hunchback part. 
So I thought that was um, kind of an interesting um, behind the scenes. Wait, so uh, you're telling me that they didn't actually get a real Krumpus to play this? Come on. I know it's hard to believe, Brendan, but um, <laughs> didn't want to break it to you. It should have got Jack Black. I don't cry. I can't do a Jack Black impersonation. That was, <laughs> that was valid. Did you attempt to do it? Uh, Kyle. I did. With a K. What did you think of the creature design? I thought Krampus looked cool. Uh, my main complaint with him was just that I don't know, like these movies are so over the top. Every other monster in this thing has such a great personality and Krampus is fucking boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's the big head head honcho. The fucking he's on the box cover. He the movie's named after him and he's literally the most boring character in the entire movie, which is very unfortunate cuz he looks so cool. I would have loved to have seen like a fight with him or something. Him take his hood off, like just anything to show more of his character. Um he was just flat and boring. And that was probably the biggest disappointment as, as far as the movie goes for me. It's just that there was nothing to Krampus. I, I, get, the, I can get behind that. I, I did wish, like... I, sorry, you go. I was going to say, I wish he would have said it's Krumpin' time. It's Krumpin' time. That would have made it better. Um, I do like the scene where he's jumping the rooftops. I thought that was a pretty cool introduction. It was very creepy. It kind of showed his size and stature. Hour. What? Yeah, and so yeah we, we don't see him for another hour, dude. It's yeah. like, sorry, I didn't even talk over you. No, no, you're you're right. Um, but what really shines in this film are the other characters, which is unfortunate because movies make movies called Compass, but um, the other characters are really, really cool. I love I love the design of the Jack in the Box. I love the design of the the helpers. <laughs> um, everything else looks really great. Even the gingerbread um, men, like it it doesn't look super cartoony it kind of i don't know it, it just looks really good i think it i think it holds somewhat holds up you know who they were voiced by no the gingerbread man uh seth green and justin roiland wow <laughs> what'd you guys think of the other characters Kind of looked like I, had said. I mirror what you said. They're all really cool. The gingerbread assassins is what I've come to call them. Uh, they were probably my favorite in the movie because they had character. They're funny. Like mm-hmm. when the uh, the one person gets like pulled up. I think it's when they get pulled up the chimney and then like the girl like s- like screams and then like he like mocks screams back at her. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was like really funny. Um, it showed that like there's. There's some kind of like, like, like they're cognitive of what they are. They're monsters. They're little like mischief makers. It like, it makes sense for the, like for the characters. And I I was hoping some of that translated to Krampus, but back to these guys, I thought the design was cool. Um, The Jack in the box did look fucking awesome. The way his jaw would open up and like Mm -hmm. swallow everything whole. Um, The fucking angel, like the, like the, the doll angel was really, really cool. I like the foreshadow for that angel too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I kind of wish there was more of this in the movie. I wish for it being like a wacky Christmas funny movie. Like I wish they doubled down on that and and didn't wait till the last twenty five minutes to do all this stuff. Like they could have like I, I don't know. They could have put this in so much sooner, and half of the movie could have been this. But I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is a family movie. There's um, like no blood. Is it rated R? It's PG thirteen. Yeah, interesting. So I would I do. Cons- 
I wouldn't consider this a family movie. You wouldn't? Not like a family horror I, film? I mean, I get the, it, it's just not something I would consider, like, would come to my head if I thought of a family movie, I guess. I, th- I think it's a good one to take to your take your family to your, to your Oma's house. The like, dad and um, flip flops. Yeah, dad flip flops. It brings it back to Anaconda. Camera. That's exactly Dream what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Um, that's about all I had. Um, oh, I also like the layer of um, compass, um, the snow globes. I think it was kind of a cool thing to um, have. He just. He just has a collection of snow globes and monitoring these uh, families. Um, that was pretty cool. And what what was the ending? Do you guys was it was it? Did they all just die, or did was no, it all, like kind of a dream thing? Or no, they're all trapped in uh, the Krampus snow globes. Okay, so they're all just trapped because because they didn't appreciate Christmas. So, yeah, they so they have to relive it every day as it was before oh, people lost their appreciation for it. I'm glad that it stayed true to its uh, first genre category, which is horror, and ended on a more of a sadder note than a happy yeah. note. I'm glad that it kind of ended that way. I love it. the ending. I think is is the strongest part about this movie. I Agreed. I yeah. I don't want to say that the ending makes up for the parts that I really didn't like, but <clears throat> I think that. The ending shows that Mike Doherty is really, really good at putting people in danger um, and, think, and having a payoff. Do you guys think it's going to be, Brendan, I'll ask you, do you think it's going to be like a Groundhog Day effect where they're going to wake up every morning and realize that the day is repeating? Or do you think that like it's kind of like an an ever-going day that never ends of Christmas? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's a thing where you never sleep, you never eat. You it's just, just Christmas. all fucking sit there. God, that sounds like hell, dude. <laughs> Good food, though. Good food. Good food. Not by Tony Collette, though. Right? Her turkey was dry, I guess. All, she does, all she does is make stuff we can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, that's, that's, that's it for me. Did you guys want to bring up anything else? Um, yeah, so this family, so this house probably had like 18 windows in the house, right? Maybe more. Huge house, right? Yeah, huge. If you look, there's about four to five, maybe even six, two-by-fours on every window. Where did they get all these two-by-fours at such short notice? That is a good question. perfectly cut two-by-fours. It's not like they went out and, like, chopped a tree down or something. Like, these things are, like, perfectly, like, and there's, like, at least 100 in the house. Where did he get them last minute? It's funny that you mentioned that, Kyle. I noticed something else in the film. Uh, when the gingerbread men were shooting the nail gun, it was actually screws that were going into the board. So um, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a little, uh, little sus. But um, I would say that the boards uh, were in the back of uh, David, uh, the the Republican dads uh, in the back of his Hummer. Lucinda, is that what he called it? Lucinda. Because he just naturally drives around with a hundred pieces I mean, of two-by-fours. Well, I, 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 nice yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I, I, think that, I think it kind of plays into the idea that he's a, a, a working-class man. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a reach. <laughs> I, I don't no, think- I like that though. No, no, I like that though. I like it. I like it. Don't ever uh, feel like it's. Don't ever apologize for your reaching, Brendan. No, that, that's not a reach. That's not a reach. I don't think that's a reach. Is it? I don't. I, I don't think so. I like I, it though. I like it. It, it. It's a re- see. Here's what I love about all your reaches. It's a reach that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's still not a reach, but it's okay. It's plausible. It's plausible. So we done here. All right, see you, Brendan. <laughs> I've, All I've right. Said well, desserts. before we get into final thoughts and the official Red Ruminations Red Run rating, we are going to plug your ear holes with a message from our overlord at the Ruminations Radio Network. We will be be right back, taking our thick piss break. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we're back. Um, About to get into final thoughts. Uh, First up, we are going to go with Brendan with the the, the new blood, Brennan, the new fan, Mr. Fantastic. A stretch. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, snot just came out. Um, uh, definitely uh, not my favorite horror movie. I really like Michael Doherty excited for Trick or Treat 2. Um, but I think that he kind of missed the mark on this and and i assume that he was kind of forced to make this more pg-13 uh i have a feeling that he probably wanted to make this rated r and he was told no um some of the characters are great uh, some of the, the creatures are great uh some of them i think really missed the mark uh so i think that i was gonna give this a two but i think that that's that's uh too low um too low uh so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give this a two and a half got a two and a half from brendan no heart sorry uh you gotta think about it really uh, well because i i mm. no go ahead go ahead no no i'm curious to hear hear your thoughts no it's just because i I appreciate the idea behind this movie and I, I appreciate them wanting to make a different Christmas horror movie. Um, and they, I think they really capitalized on Cause now Krampus is a huge fucking deal. Everyone knows who Krampus is at this point. Basically no one in America, obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I think no one in America at this time really understood or knew of Krampus, Krampus. So I think that what they were trying, they what they were trying to do is noble. I just would, I would assume there was a bit too much producer interference. And Kyle, no heart with a K. I mirror everything that Brennan just said. Two point five, no heart. Um, 
So I think back to what I said in the beginning of the episode a long time ago before the whole uh, two uh, two I changed it to two sorry two 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 yeah. two. two, yeah. two. Yeah, why'd you change it to a two? You think I'm gonna give it a like a six or something? I didn't really like it. <laughs> Make a six out of five. <laughs> um so uh I do think this is a uh I do think it has its place in the world, just like uh, our Anaconda episode. Um it's a horror movie that you can watch with your family. I think it's a Christmas Christmassy enough to where you can watch it during Christmas time. There's not a lot of Christmas horror films out there, so I'm glad it exists. Um, do I like it that much? No. Um, but I do think it belongs in the world. Um, so I'm going to give it a three with no hearts. Um, bringing our official ruminations of Red Rum Total to a 2.5 with no heart. All right, that's fair. I think... Um, I think that's fair. Um, I give it a three because uh, I really like the practicals. I think it shines quite a bit, especially uh, being a 2015 film. Uh, they were kind of moving away from practical effects. Yeah. Um, so to see that in, in at this time frame, um, it it gets a extra extra point five for me. Well, you know, and I, I I really kind of agree with your point on that because I think that shows the true love that someone like. I'm going to say his name again. Fuck. Uh, Mike, I think that shows like the true love that Michael Doherty has for creating very authentic feeling movies. You know, whether you like trick or treat or not, the practicals in that are fucking insane. Um, so I, I, I appreciate the fact that for a big studio movie that he would go out of his way to make sure that everything that can be done practically is done with practicals. Kind of like a Christopher Nolan type of guy with with practicals because he he likes practicals oh all right moving on to our uh favorite our favorite game show and america's and indonesia's and alaska's favorite game show um what's in the box the game where my co-hosts must guess the letterbox average rating based on based on me reading a letterbox description of the film if they guess within point three point three we're doing point three that's what we did the past two they guess within a point three of the average rating they will be awarded a point if they get it on the dot they will get two points a secondary point is possible they are able to guess the uh decade uh, if you guys don't know what Letterbox is, Letterbox is a movie database where users can log and rate films they watch and follow like-minded cinephiles, not hey. pedophiles. Not you, um, Mike. <laughs> did you say Mike? Yeah. We don't know if he's a pedophile. I don't think he's a pedophile. I, I, I don't think I he's think a pedophile. He hates pedophiles, actually. He's just a blue-collared guy, you know, yeah. and he's just trying to he's trying to make his way in the world. That's it. One day at a time, Mike. That bar stool, talking like a damn fool. Exactly. One day at a time, Mike. Is that a line in a song? If not, it should be sitting at the bar stool. Sitting on this bar stool, talking like a damn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, contestants, are you ready? See, ho, ho, ho! Oh, love it. 
All art is dangerous. Big money artists and mega collectors pay a high price when art collides with commerce. After a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. Right, so Ian's hosting. It's got to be Asian, early 2000s. So I'm going to go with... <laughs> um, do you guys want genre? Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Genre horror, mystery, thriller. Gotcha. Can you say the whole thing again? I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go three point one. Ah. Uh... Sounds very interesting. I'm gonna say two point six. That's a good guess too. I like that guess. I respect that guess. I respect that guess. As you should. Brendan gets the yep. points. This is sitting at two point four. Guess the decade. Uh nineties. Mm. And I'm gonna try to go for the double point ninety-four. Well, we know it's Ian, so he doesn't like anything below the 90s. So I'm going to go with... <laughs> well, that's you know, when cinema was invented. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the 70s. I don't know what you're talking about. I, well, I was actually going to say, I, I wish, I hope this is a 70s movie. Um, I'm going to go 70s. And to go for the double pointer, I'm going to say 79. Wow. Kyle. You're incorrect. This is the 2019 uh, Danny Gilroy film, Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, you guys were totally off. oh I saw that. I hated that. Yeah, yeah that movie sucked. Terrible movie. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, One really of bad. Jake Gyllenhaal's worst films. I will I never watch it ever again. Me neither. Um, on, oh, oh, by the so way. <laughs> So cl- you were so close, Kyle. Only off by like forty years. Um, if you guys get, I'm taking after Brendan here. If you guys get the um, overall theme of this episode, you get awarded a another point, an additional point. All These are all Dick movies. Gyllenhaal. Just kidding. On to the next one. Every family tree hides a secret. When Ellen the matriarch of the Graham family passes away. Her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. 3.7. I feel like we've done this before. Um, <clears throat> 3.7? You think it's that high, huh? Yeah, I know what this is. Oh, well, you never say that, Brendan. You never say that. Play or maybe I'm just game. fucking with you. <laughs> you guys need to learn to play poker. Um, I'm going to say 3.5. I think you're closer. I think Brendan's closer. Brendan gets the extra point. Well, he gets one point. This is sitting at a 4.0. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, I knew it. Nah. Uh, uh, guess the decade. 2017. I was going to say, since Brendan knows it, it's got to be at least 2010 or higher. So That's when cinema was invented. Exactly. I'm going to say 2010s, I guess. Yeah, this is You guys both get awarded the point. This is 
2018 directed by or 2018's hereditary directed by ari ester aster easter Whatever that fucking dude's name is. Asterd. Um, Asterd. We are halfway through. Currently sitting at uh, Kyle 1, Brennan 3. How's it feel, Kyle? Um, moving on to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very uh, anti-Kyle episode. <laughs> Not every gift is a blessing. A psychological thriller about an eight-year-old boy named Cole Sear who believes he can see into the world of the dead. A child psychologist named Malcolm Crow comes to Cole to help him deal with his problems, learning that he really can see ghosts of dead people. 3.0 aughts. Three point two. <clears throat> I do. I want to say that this was ninety nine, but I think that I think that I'm wrong on that because it was the one right before Signs, right? No. Uh, so we got a three point oh and a three point two. Are you guys sticking with that? There's no way it's the six cents. And I'll tell you why because the theme of all this is that actors from this movie started in all these other movies, and that movie seems like it's a little too far back for actors in this movie. Am I right on the theme? I just guessed it. That, that's an official guess. Okay, because right we have. Wait, but who who in Velvet? Oh, wait, is Tony Collette in all? Oh, it's Tony Collette in all of them. Because mm. she's in Velvet. Is that is that the right? That is that is right. Okay, that is uh, right. Brennan's right. We'll give our official guess. <laughs> uh, right. But Brennan got it on the dot. It was it was Tony Collette was in all these movies. Um, so uh, Brennan's getting the point wrong. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> but. What you guys both don't get is another point, uh, except for Brennan, because he gets a because uh, he gets the next one. Um, this is sitting at a four point Guess the decade. I, I'll I'll agree with odds. Yeah, both going odds. Both getting no points. This is the nineteen ninety nine film, The Sixth Sense, directed by M Night Shyamalan. I, I should have gone with my guess. I, I second guessed it. Oh. Interesting. This is the final round. Um, do we make things interesting so Kyle can somewhat come back? That's up to the host. I'm going to say, Kyle, if you get the... If you get the... Sorry, you have the ability to get the um, percentage on the dot and get it awarded an extra point, and you get... Uh, an extra point if you guess the exact year. Brendan does not. He just okay. gets one point. Okay. Is that fair? Sure. Cool. No, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> to, okay, to be fair, that's pretty hard to do both those things. But yeah, it is. Yeah. Good. Um, you can't run from evil when it lives next door. A teenager suspects his new neighbor is a vampire. Unable to convince anyone, he tries to enlist the help of a self-proclaimed vampire hunter and a magician in this remake of the 1985 comedy horror classic. Uh, 2.4. You think it's that low? Yeah. I thought this movie was liked. The original is really good. The remake is terrible. I don't think the remake was that bad. I just don't think that the remake has like the 
the it's not great, the, but the authenticity and the feel that the that the first one had. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But it's got a banger um, song. It is. It is. I agree. I'm gonna go with. You, you said what, Hernan? Uh, two point four. Changing it two point five. Two point five. That low? Yeah. Really? I I think so. I say stick with your gut, Kyle. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to dig through all those tums down there and. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought my tums in here. My, my I'm going to go with 3.1. You get one point. Okay. Um, my gut was 3.2. Is it 3.2? Brennan gets no points, though. It is 3.0. 3.0, okay. 3.0. Oh, okay. And that, you, you know, do have the chance fair. to tie it, Brendan. Or Kyle. Tie it, okay. You have the chance I, to I, tie it. I know what the decade is, so I'll let you go first. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> no. You go first. Here, here. Let's do this. You go first. Okay. And, and the only way I can get a point is if I guess the correct year. So even if I guess the correct mm-hmm. decade, I see. Okay. It's the, the 2010s. I'm going to guess 2017. No, I'm wrong. Yes. No. You guys both get awarded a point, but Brendan is going to take this game. It is the 2011 Fright Night. Holy shit. I feel like, oh my God, I yeah, watched I, that I, that long ago? I was still mm-hmm. in high school when that came out, though. Oh my God. I'm I still had a stepmom. The first one. That's crazy, dude. I literally felt like I watched that in theater like within the last five to six years. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I I That's thought I thought I was very easy. Yeah, time I thought flies, I was on the thought. Yeah, time flies when you're, when you're having a good time. Exactly. Well, this has um, been a very fun episode. <laughs> Thanks. Um, glad you think that, Brennan. Um, you take it, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I do outro and then you guys? You can do it however you want, dude. But yes, that's how you do it. Okay. With that being said, Brendan takes another a game. Another game. I don't know what the score is right now. Brendan probably three. Brendan like thirteen already, and we're at like three. So. Brendan three, Kyle two, Ian one. Classic. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the child abductors of the Ruminations radio network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Twitter at of Red Rum. That's OF Red Rum. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Music, along more which you can find additional information on ruminations of red rum and make sure you subscribe and give us a rating so we can show up in more people's feeds and build the ruminations of red rum german army we will continue to cover films that other casts don't and would love to hear what you guys want us to cover next. Uh, please DM us on Twitter or email us at ruminationsofredrum at gmail.com. Um, our next episode, we will be covering um, probably another Christmas horror film because it's Christmas time, baby. Um, 
So please, uh, I, 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 that being said, I'm your host, Ian, the ghost of Ian. And with us, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic. I can't do this all on my own. I'm no Superman. Kyle, with a K. I know this may seem impossible, but if you're the small, microscopic slice of demographic that wasn't offended by Ian today, maybe he'll get you next time. <laughs> Everyone, including Michael, stay sweet. Oh, I, I'm, I'm only going to do that when I host. Say it. Hail Ratma. <laughs> oh.